0: Welcome, everyone, to the Hilliard Beacon Election Special Audio Companion. My name is Jordan Smith. I'm joined this evening by Kevin Corvo, who is finicking with his mic. Good afternoon. (laughs) Welcome in. And uh, joining us uh, as a candidate for Brown Township, Mike, why don't you introduce yourself briefly uh, and tell us a little bit about the seat you're pursuing in Brown Township.
1: Sure. Uh, th- thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Jordan. I really appreciate spending some opportunity. Uh, one to introduce who I am, but you know, really why I'm I'm running, and you know, why Brown Township, and why now, right? So, uh, first of all, you know, I'm Mike Helderman. Um I have been a longtime resident of Hilliard and and of Brown, and you know, I've uh, for many many years I have wanted to run for public service. I believe that uh that there aren't enough good people that do this you know it it really takes a special person to put themselves out here and and to want to run uh but i i do think that there are some great opportunities not just from you know for brown township but i think for the overall community so why now why me who i am right so i think at the end of the day you know i've been in business, uh, in, in sales for over 25 years and have felt like, you know, that my business experience can have a lot of collaboration and back and forth with what I do today, that that experience can work inside a government. Ensuring and working with each other to make sure that we're listening appropriately to the constituents or our clients at the end of the day, and and to make sure that you know what what's perfect is you know a marriage of where one group and another group they form and they come to the middle and they have a great compromise. And, And I don't think we see that enough in today's society. And so it's really one of the key reasons I'm running is to is to have some responsible individuals at the table that come together today uh to want to have what's best for our overall community so that's who i am that's why i'm running do
0: you see yeah and you see that throughout (coughs) a lot of the people that have come forward uh to run this year and and, in all years and you mentioned that there's a a kind of a paucity of people that are looking to do this kind of work and there are uncontested races and people (coughs) that aren't uh being well represented all across this country. And in some of these states, forty up to forty percent of state level races are uncontested due to various uh factors uh that have been there for years and decades in some cases. And uh those entrenched politics don't always serve real local interests because as you say the goal of uh, any municipality, and especially when you're trying to function as part of a three-legged stool like we do here in central Ohio, with township and and schools and city organization, uh, you have to find those compromises. Uh, and if you don't have uh, partners that are willing to compromise and look for those opportunities uh, because they get elected unopposed or they feel free to run as an extremist in some positions or, or base their um, – based their policy in something that's not necessarily community focused or oriented, you're not going to get to the same places. So uh, I think everybody coming forward has, has stressed to us that they want to serve this community with a lot of integrity. And we find that uh, uh, really heartening. I will say that uh, our goal with all these interviews is to just give people, as you did just there, an opportunity to get to know these candidates, uh, kind of suss out some of their motivations and their goals and ambitions for the offices they're pursuing. um, And, a little bit of their background what would you say uh potentially would be some of your opening goals to stepping into a township office because as we understand township governance it's relatively small and concentrated among a few trustees and a fiscal officer and in an administration really more than an elected body decision making uh deliberating i guess you could say you're pursuing things it in a different manner at the township level. So talk to us a little bit about what that position looks like for you
1: and Uh, why
2: you'd pursue it.
1: Yeah. So, so Jordan, thanks again. Um, Well, first of all, I, I think it it, collaboration and all forms of government, I think are necessary. Right. Um, and, And I think that at the end of the day, if the, the township is not coordinating with what the city is doing or what the county is doing, how do those people that live in the township feel? who's got their voice who has you know their best interest at mind at the, you know from from that perspective so i think you know collaboration inside of all the organizations uh, or all forms of the government at all levels i think is essential I, and and i think we need to see more of that today and and i don't believe that there is enough adults in the room whether that be here or whether that be in all forms of government today. I'm, mm. not, just, I'm not just referencing here because I'm not. I'm, I'm referencing that in all forms of government. We're not seeing that.
0: Well, sure. I think that there, as I mentioned <coughs> earlier, that kind of entrenched uh, politics doesn't serve in a local setting, especially when uh, you kind of understand that it isn't just about two parties haggling. Mm-hmm that it is about America and the economy and various levels of interest and people playing at, at these stages. And I think that uh, you talk about how th- these various governments collaborate and, and work together. Tell me a little bit about township government. Tell me what the role of township government, especially for Brown, how Brown Township interacts with Hilliard Dublin. Because sure. you've got multiple municipalities that you're kind of yeah, interfacing I think, I,
1: with. I think Plain City, right, is another one that's right. really growing today. Um I, I and I think, you know, as you kind of referenced, you know, it's it, it's kind of almost an administrative type of level. Um but I think if you look at uh, at, at an organization such as the township, they have responsibility, specifically Brown. Right. They have the responsibility with the fire department, right? And Managing that, managing the EMS, managing the, the roads. There's, you know, over seven miles of roads that are there in the township that if you drive down some of these roads, they're, they're not really well maintained today. Uh, and, and then, you know, lastly, I think if you look at, um, the zoning and, and the responsibility of, you know, bringing in Responsible growth and responsible uh, development—that—that that, you know, a lot of organizations, or not organizations, but a lot of of communities are looking for. Right? They want that responsible growth.
0: Sure. Uh, one of the big things I've struggled with a little bit with the Save Hilliard platform is the vague nature of the promises versus things that you're talking about that are very clearly defined, like zoning. Mm-hmm. Right. To say that you're looking for things to be reasonable and neighborly, friendly, that type of language is campaign language. Talk to me from a Brown Township perspective on open land when a developer comes to you and says, I have this plan in mind that involves X number of apartments and Y number of parking spaces. Tell me at the township level... Where you start to build that equation, where you start to build that math problem for the decision-making process.
1: Sure. I, I think you can look at um, Heritage Preserve as a prime example. Look at, as you pull into Heritage Preserve, look at what butts up next to all those homes back there. you know, Four, six-story apartments, mm-hmm. right? Ask the people that are right behind, that that live in those you know, four four or five hundred thousand dollar homes over there, ask them how they feel about having the view of a five-story apartment building in their backyard.
0: I would ask the apartment dwellers how they feel <clears> about <throat> paying thirteen hundred dollars a month to have a view of five hundred thousand dollar homes. I, I, I mean Exactly. I think there's
2: and a, is that and is a that affordable?
0: Oh no, not at all. Okay. I think there's a perspective that um would entail a more equal approach yeah. that would say value those people equally because they're both residents.
1: I, absolutely.
0: Uh, and then on the other side of that, I think that uh, affordable housing is not something anybody really wants to meaningfully talk about. Les uh, addressed his issues when he met with a township uh, as part of the SPOC, uh, the Cyoto yeah. Property yep. Owners uh-huh. Collective. He was at a meeting and and got recorded as saying some things about peasant housing and and that type of thing. And, And he tried uh, to explain to us that it was mostly about the format of the funding model and the back end of how the developers Mm -hmm. use these uh, developments to create benefit for themselves and not necessarily provide uh, truly affordable housing, as you're suggesting there. Sure. But what I would suggest is that social housing is never going to be on the the table here in Hilliard, and meaningful affordability is only going to come from increasing housing stock. So... How do you go about increasing housing stock when every – I mean if you look at the growth in Hilliard over the last <laughs> five to seven years, has been very flat, very flat. Some people will say that's because TIF and issue mm-hmm. nine and they cut down on residential uh, use for that. That I don't mind yeah. because it, it, it's an exploit. I think yeah. on the part of developers.
1: So, so I do think. Then, what what's beauty part about about th- what Hilliard did with the charter, oh. right? A- in regards to the TIF, right? Sure. So they they built know, the
0: three legged stool of I, township, school, and well, city.
1: Well, not just not just that, Jordan. I think one of the things you should look at from that perspective, with the built in specifically, was you know they they built it on on the residential side. They didn't build it in on the commercial side. So who knows. What's going to happen out in Brown Township
2: hmm. from a
1: commercial stand- side? And sure. so, right? And so, you know, that's not just – it's not just the, the apartments that I think people are concerned about and the density. I also think that there's responsible commercial growth hmm. that's responsible. Do, does a farmer want a in, – in Brown Township, do they want a huge data center in their backyard? How is that a benefit for the Derby Accord? I'll, right. I'll ask you that because that, that's a challenge.
0: Right? That's a point that I thought maybe we could definitely talk <coughs> about is when it comes to the community plan because the Derby Accord kind yeah. of fits so succinctly in all the township models especially. Maybe that's something that you know you would like to talk to about development. And various people have suggested that the independent uh, home builder is a bad spot because it's septic, it's not tied in, it's yeah. all these other things. There's downsides to that. Again, people that build out there independently love their home and love their property <laughs> and all these other things. So Well, but there's how a do but you, there's yeah. a way around that, right? So
1: so I mean right now there's a development that's a, that you know, the, there's a large development that's already sold, right? That could put multiple homes on there. The city has the power has has the water and the sewage taps available. They won't give it to them. Mm.
0: Now, that's because so, of the, the percentage setbacks and things like that nature it, it, that have been.
1: Right. So but so what's bad about that, though, now is you're going to put all these homes out here, and it's going to be bad for the Derby because guess what septic does? Septic fails. Sure. And where is that going to go? It's going to mm. go right into the Derby, and it defeats the purpose of just that. It defeats the protection of what, of the prairie. It defeats that, right? And and so I think those are some key things that at the end of the day that we need to look at specifically and how we, you know, what's that balance, right? right. I'm not that's saying. That's the that, equation. How right, do you build right? that and, equation? And, I, and I'm not saying, sorry, I knocked over the mic there. I, I, you know, I'm not saying I don't want commercial. I'm not saying I don't want apartments and I'm not saying I, I don't want homes and I'm anti growth because that's not it. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be responsible. And, mm. and you, and you ask, what's the responsible aspect of this? It, there's a balance and the balance is having that seat at the table and not just be run through like Hilliard is today where Columbus just dumps in all these homes and these apartments and Hilliard has no say into where these kids and things go to school. So that's an issue.
0: Sure. And I mean, to take That construction, a little bit, the things that are getting built in Columbus that contribute to Hilliard schools, that's what that is. That's where those lines are drawn. So I don't understand how... So so
1: the construction that's being built in Columbus, I thought the majority of the construction is happening in New Albany.
0: Well, I mean, there's... Apartments going in at Mill Run. There's apartments going in. No,
1: no, I'm not I'm not referring I'm talking about the big, you know, the biggest like 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 Intel. Intel ship and all that stuff. Okay. I I mean, we're you know, we're taking all the infrastructure. Mm. The city of Columbus is pawning all this off into a Midwest or a mid, you know, regional area and they're pawning off all the infrastructure onto guess who? Onto the suburbs and not taking any of that burden on themselves. And so that's where I would challenge, you know, the suburbs. And I'm glad that Hilliard and I'm glad my slate, I'm glad my team is absolutely standing up to that because we do need to stand up for those things today.
0: Yeah, I can see how people would look at the pattern of development, especially as Columbus is actually pushing out into its full boundary and placing all these properties there with developers who are spending money and buying property and developing in all these places. What I struggle to understand is how government meaningfully interdicts in this way where property relations are always king in America. So you're suggesting that through zoning and through these other things, we can have some level of control for what goes where and who does what. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about that balancing act and what you think might be the potential chilling effect that could come along with uh, the level of perception that might go with a resent-based politics? Because I got to say, a lot of this feels like uh, we have what we want, and that's good for us, and that's what we're here to stand up for, which,
2: you know, that's fine.
0: But that's not exactly the conception of everybody in the voting populace. Oh, absolutely. You're right. And I'm wondering... If Save Hilliard, in hindsight or in the present tense, is language that you like and language that you feel comfortable expressing against other people who are also dedicating their future upcoming time to public service or the potential for it, attempting to serve with integrity, uh, pursuing a vision that's saving people money on their electric bills or what have you. There are different policies that go into being a good legislator or local municipal governance person. So talk a little bit about what you believe makes that person able to make decisions like that. Because it is not just cut and dried. Because you can't just say no apartments. You can't just say X, Y, or Z. Les came in and said, I wasn't going to give TruePoint that tiff until... They told me there was going to be a huge employer that's coming in yeah. with hundreds of employees that are going to make yeah. six figures. Where did that show up in any public presentation to inform yeah. the populace that that was potentially on the table before that financial mechanism got decided at the council level? What do
1: you well, think goes into making those decisions? Talking about with that, but you well, know, I, I mean, and that's
0: what I'm suggesting is you have decisions that you're going to get to sure. make, right? What goes into your calculus for so, making those decisions? Right.
1: So I you think- You say there's a balance. Yeah, talk to me about the balance. Yeah. So, so just like there's, you know, a compromise between, you know, be, between a, what's even talk of married life. We're, I'm married. Are you guys married? Right? There's compromise in everything, right? You, you don't get everything that you want at the end of the day, right? I mean, no. Okay. And your wife doesn't get everything she wants, right? I mean, no. Okay. Right, so there's a compromise. There's a balance in between there that we talk between the different community groups, right? The two, the the multiple of uh, of the different organizations and the different government, and let's let's have some conversation. Let's bring in more of the the residents to have some kind of a say yes. to that as well yeah. right so i think that there is necessary for that for them to allow to have some conversation with that as well so just to make sure right well, that we've there's talked a, a lot
0: about the need for a some broader type of maybe a ward system where you can mm-hmm. regularly bring residents together and actually meet in person mm-hmm. how would you do that for something as big as a township like what would you try to what would be some mm-hmm. of your strategies to try to solicit that opinion from the public
1: well, well. first of all, I, I think, you know, what does Brown Township do today? They, they have one meeting a month, right? One meeting a month. Do and, more and than that. There's got to be more than that. They send out newsletters four times a year. Hm. Do more than that. I, absolutely. Right. Um, let's put some technology in the in the um, meeting room. So guess what? So more residents can hear what's taking place than just having – a, a, a simple conversation with fifteen people that are in a room, and and it's essentially it's in a in a in a vacuum, and ten people are the only ones that heard what what went on in that in that meeting. Yeah, right. Or they send out a newsletter uh, three months later, and the decisions and things are already made. Right. So I, I, there needs to be an open dialogue with the residents, and so whether that's whether that goes into the aspect of, of having those, those be open, not just to the public, they are open to the public today, but, but to have some form of a recording and being pushed out, right? right? Instead of just sitting there, yeah right? I, I asked about that the other day. That's, it, you know, Brown Township's behind the times with that.
0: Yeah, a million percent. I think that there's so <coughs> much that can be done with all these different levels of involvement. Like you say, yeah. you miss the in-person meeting. There needs to be a fully scripted agenda. There needs to be meeting notes. There needs to be video. Various people have been going on through that and doing more of that because you need to provide more opportunity for people to engage all throughout the process. And, and,
1: you know, as our population ages, right, and we're all getting older, but we also have a younger population that's used to just, you know, the phone and used to getting – information immediately right from here. And so what other better way than to engage than sending that out more electronically Mm. on a regular basis? Are the Brown
2: Township minutes posted online? There's a website. Yeah,
1: there is a website. But how often do you go to your how often do you go to that website?
2: Not often, unless I'm looking for something specific that I want to know about Brown Township. Exactly. But that's me using my reporter uh, skills to look those things up. Do you have a – what's your vision to engage Brown Township residents? Because I can tell you as a reporter going to Hillard City Council meetings even, Norwood Township meetings, occasionally Brown Township meetings. Unfortunately, residents don't often <laughs> You're right. go find the information that's out there. Yep. I've been to a meeting where residents show up. I was at a city council meeting once. When did this start? I didn't know. And yeah. Kevin wrote about it six months ago. Yeah, and of course so I'm thinking. Well, gee, nobody, nobody example. read what I wrote.
1: That's a prime example. And I'm holding up the comprehensive plan for the city of Hilliard. Mm. That's a prime example.
2: So is there a better way? Twenty-seven people heard about it. Is there a better way? You see, for Brown Township 27 residents, twenty-seven people.
1: Twenty-seven
2: people in that were part of twenty-seven canvassing? people. He's referring no, to no, the Hilliard no. Community Plan. Yeah, twenty-seven
1: people were in that were oh, involved in that were involved in, in that were involved in, in creating right, it. Right. So. I, I think so. W- how do you go about getting this
2: out to people? How, how do you go get about out- making Brown Township residents be more aware or yep. care more about what Brown Township because is? Because that's doing. all that is. Yep. Those
0: 27 people were going to make that community plan because they were required to do it by law. So, who gets involved with it is up to people that actually can find the information. Now, you're saying they should make that more present, absolutely. more recurring, and more available? One,
1: th- one thousand percent. I couldn't percent. agree more. One thousand percent. I couldn't percent. agree more. So, again, but I just so didn't how do I want you to
0: misrepresent yep. Yep. what actually went into the creation of the thing.
1: Oh, no, no, no. I'm not misrepresenting what, what happened. In that. And first of all, I, I, I congratulate the 27 people who were part of that selection committee. They spent a lot of time doing this.
0: Yes, Les and, and Omar and all those guys. The
1: 27 yeah. people, right? That that spent a lot of time involved. In and the
0: hundreds of people that contributed yeah. their opinion and were solicited but by the city. 40,000
1: 40, residents, yes. right? And how many of them regularly hundred. vote, Mike? Yeah. Uh, there's So, what is it, was about 15,000 that voted in the last general? That's right. pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty good, good. That's pretty relative good relative
0: to what it's been and what yep. it usually is, and what yep. people get regularly get elected to city Absolutely. council with sub thousand okay.
1: votes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so, how do we get that message out? Right, right? And, and I'm going to go back to that. Right, right. Yeah. how do we get that? Me- hey, yeah. let's do email. Right, Let, let's let's send those. Let's send the link out to that to to the, after the meeting, because I would tell you, my dad's ninety three years old. My dad knows how to use this. Yeah, my dad can open this up. My dad's pretty darn sharp. He can it was open centered. that up.
0: It was and, centered in their life enough and, and, that it, it took.
1: And, and guess what? He can turn around and he can push that button and he can watch a video. Right. And he can see. Oh, you know what? Maybe I want to have that conversation. Maybe I need to go talk to, go talk to you know somebody. Maybe I need to go find out more about this. That's my point. Is I don't think. That there is enough, you know, whether that be because people don't want to or it's just not being pushed out strongly enough, right? right? You I, And I look at Brown Township as a prime example, right? I mean – because when, the engagement the and the distributed yeah.
0: homes and everybody's yeah, all it's spread. It's out.
1: very hard, right? And, and, and it's a, and it's an aging population too, yeah. right? I, I mean, it's, it, you know, with, which Heritage Preserve and Alton Place and those coming in, it's, it's getting younger, obviously. But, but when you're looking at that from across the board, you, you see that more people do want to be engaged.
0: And, I mean, more people than ever are on social media, yep. but I noticed that you didn't mention using social media yep. because what <coughs> I suggested to many people that I thought the internet peaked with message boards <laughs> because you You're could probably, ma- right. you could maintain a focus. You could yep. moderate the content. You could yep. have a structure. I think that, a city would be well served to kind of emulate that model and that you could have more structure than an algorithmically driven process that's yep. outside of your control that only shows you what someone pays to show you sure or only shows you what someone uh, with a, a certain number of followers can push to the fore of these things all that kind of stuff so would you be willing at the township level to make investments in infrastructure to support the kind of goals that you have for that engagement
1: well i i think the first thing we need to do and and this was one of my conversations at the last uh township discussion was was how come we don't have cameras in here how come we don't have you know video to record i think that's got to be step one Mm -hmm. right that's got to be more to push
0: out to people eventually or connect
1: with exactly that's the first thing you got to do um I and you know, I think that, that that's one. Um I, I think from an infrastructure standpoint a technology. Um I I think that, you know, you, you reference social media. Sure, if you know, people want it. I I'm not for it. I don't I mean, I'm on I, it, it, yes. But sure. Do I use it on a regular basis? No. Just I like
0: don't. I mean, just like your dad, it's kind of in the tide. You're just kind of swept along with the things and depending on your interest, yeah. you join a an app or you yeah. discard an app or you get, you know, hooked in because your family's there or what have you. But um I think built to purpose sure. technology that actually provides the kind of yep. engagement that you're looking for yep. and gives you a distribution window for that, you know, video and recordings and minutes and all these other things. Uh, I think that makes the most sense and that cities haven't done that yet. Um, It seems a little, like you say, behind the time. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, think about it. I mean, it's we as an as, uh, you know, my kids, they're older, they, they've grown up on it. My dad can use it. I, I don't understand why we can't at the government level, uh, even at that, even at the Brown Township level.
0: And break it down and use it for yeah. purpose instead of distraction. Yeah,
1: exactly. So well,
0: that's interesting. Uh, talk a little bit about regional transit. I'm interested to know how townships view themselves as a space because it's big, it's less populated, you're crisscrossed by the highway system and different levels of road and construction. You mentioned before we went on the air about... um the appropriate level of road construction and what needs to happen to bring things up to standards and things like yeah. that. Talk about prioritizing at the township level, if you don't mind, and some of the things you think are uh, of primary concern.
1: Yeah, I, I think the first thing we need to do is we need to maintain the infrastructure that's are already there in place. Um, you know, as, as I said, you know, Brown Township has about, I think it's seven miles of, of road. Uh, I, I think we need to do a little bit better job of, of maintaining that. You know, I was just down, um, had a conversation with a resident just, uh, earlier this week. And the conversation on you know, this individual lived off of, off of Morris Road and was telling me that, you know, they come through, they throw a little bit of asphalt down and they move on, right? Chip and seal, baby. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think we need to do a little bit more of that. And, you know, not just that, but I think we need to, to fix the road. I think we need to fix the drainage that's creating some of the issue that's around the road there as well. Um, so I think the first thing that you need to do
0: and survey is, assessment it, essentially of yeah, the
1: territory. Absolutely. You need to do it, you know, and, and that's in core, that's in conjunction and collaboration both with the city and the county. Mm. You know, I mean, the county's got, you know, some involvement in that uh, aspect of it as well. I mean, those aren't maintained necessarily by either the city or the county, but I think we can at least develop and have some conversation with them first as where and how to start that uh, discussion. But I would tell you, I think those people that live off of those roads would be the first ones to tell you, let's fix them. Mm -hmm. You know, this weather is about ready to, to hit you know we're getting ready to get cold and you know ice out there and that kind of stuff i'd i'd like to see some infrastructure take place on the roads uh particular where where they're failing today out there before we came on uh you mentioned
0: you wanted to discuss particularly the uh fire Contracts and in the situation in Brown and resumption of various participation agreements and things like that. We only have about seven minutes to 10 minutes left, and what we had talked about as far as like a half hour, 40 minutes. So, if you wanted to take some time now and mention that stuff or kind of go through what your view is on that and maybe how you think that's a differentiator, yeah.
2: Well, first, explain to listeners that Brown Township passed a fire levy and the funds from that. Yeah. pay for Norwich Township to yep. provide EMS exactly. and fire suppression to Brown Township. Yep. I want listeners to understand that.
1: And, and there's and there's a lump of uh, of money that it goes and into. And there's a certain amount of money right. that Brown
2: Township holds back yep. uh, so they can pay for, because they own the building, they own yep, 82 they at at uh, Walker and uh, Roberts Road. Yes, they do. So there's a certain amount of money that uh, Brown Township holds back because they're responsible for the maintenance on the building they own, right? I just want listeners to understand that and that the discussions are now how much, what amount of money should Brown Township hold back? I understand they want to have some money and revenue at their disposable at their disposal should they ever be made to go look for fire service elsewhere should yeah. all which ever decide not to provide it i just wanted to have that background yeah. out there before you answer now kevin you thank think you the best approach is uh in these negotiations that are open right now
1: yeah <clears throat> you're looking for
0: it from brown's perspective it's your buying services or it's more involved in that it, it,
1: it's it's essentially we're buying services today okay. uh but you know what, let me get to 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 the heart of this right away i think the bulk uh, and the importance of first of all the young men and women who serve as firemen and as ems today we need to give them the support and the infrastructure that's best suited for them today my concern is, and and this is a big concern, is, is that it took uh, almost 10 months to remediate mold at Brown Township's own building. Mm. So our fire, the firefighters from Norwich are sleeping across the street. Sleeping so,
0: and and Brown, and, and, oh, yeah, yeah, at Brown. Oh, yeah, they I weren't at Brown where they're yeah. supposed so, to be so, at the so firehouse because they're right, because correcting it, for mold. Okay, okay, go ahead. And, Sorry. And, I was just trying yeah, to get no, it all together no, in my head.
1: And, and, and so – that's a concern of mine. You know, we've, we've got to provide this support and infrastructure for those men and women who put on that uniform every single day. And that's one, right? That's the first thing that we do. Second thing is, is that, <clears throat> you know, Brown has had a great relationship. The, the both, both Norwich and Brown have had a great relationship together. Um, you know, Norwich is, is ISO certified. Um, so that's, you know, the highest rating that you can have when it comes to, uh, the response times and those types of that And that rating reflects so, on property
2: insurance.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and so when you look at those types of things, that's a major benefit to our residents. And that, and that goes to our response times. That goes to our training. That goes to all of that. So that, at, you know, our residents, when it, when there is a, uh, a, an emergency or a call that's taken place, that guess what? That they can go out and they are trained and they're ready and, you know, to, to take care of our, our, uh, our local residents there. So and, and, don't Jordan, go ahead. Go I, yeah, I want to finish this yeah, because yeah. I think this is really important. And, and I think I, last meeting, I was absolutely disgusted based on on some of the the conversation between both or between both right uh however yeah we need an adults in the room that can absolutely have negotiation and have conversation so i i've handled 100 million dollar contracts something i do on a regular basis i've been able to accomplish and so I know what it takes to, to be able to get contracts get done and completed. And again, I'm not going to get everything. The other side's not going to get everything they want, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. called negotiation and it's called compromise. But more importantly, what I was really disgusted about was not just the, 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 attitudes between the the two organizations but I, i think i was really disgusted particularly with with brown when there was a conversation that came out about you know referring to and giving an analogy in regards to um you know the firefighters uh and that they're an insurance policy and that's all that they're there is they're just sitting wait for a call to happen well come on there is a lot more than those young men and women do every day than just wait for a call to happen. Sure. And and for that to ha- that <clears throat> to be stated and for the the, talent, the 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 trustees and the board the rest of the board not to not to be disgusted by the comment that 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 really upsets me. And, and as as a resident as a resident today that bothers me. That that our EMS and that our firefighters are treated that way, we 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 owe them, we owe them better than that, and and, and I will tell you, I will fight for our firefighters all day long. I'll fight for
2: our EMS all day long. Yeah. The current contract ends at the end of next de- year. Yes, right? de- next December. There's December a requirement in the contract, I believe, that 12 month notice be given mm-hmm. if Norwich were to choose not yep. to provide fire and EMS service. Brown Township, if that were to happen, Brown Township certainly would have to negotiate with somebody Perry else. Township or somebody. Right. Else. right. So right. that makes these discussions very important because the clock's running down to the end yeah. of this year for, for Norwich to say up front yes we're going to continue or not continue providing those services yes
0: i was just going to say and at that at that point uh the amount of money that brown township would reclaim from the services no longer being provided certainly probably wouldn't be enough to spin up their own department not at all and to self-start in essence Mm -hmm. otherwise why would they have shifted to this arrangement in the first place Right. so what are and and by the way that's not and
1: by the way that's not I, I don't think either side wants that, right? right exactly. And either side, neither side wants it. Neither side wants. It. I think it's been a, just a very tedious contract negotiation, um, but it, it, it's you know our firefighters are caught in the middle. Well, yeah. Uh, I and, mean, firefighter
0: and, and EMS should all be paid whatever. <coughs> uh, I mean, it should be paid as much as we can afford, yeah. basically. And and I think that that's again when I talk about like equations. So Brown's in a tight spot. Mm -hmm. How do you go about having meaningful negotiations where the amount of money you reserve has mold in your building and you have to clean that up and all those kind of things? But the services contract is not enough to go on your own. And there's not necessarily other departments, of course, that match Norwich in the way that they're ISO rated. It would change all sorts of variables for Brown if that relationship were to dissolve. So. Those things go into it too,
1: and it impacts our residents, right? right. That's probably more important that you didn't mention. It impacts our residents more. I mean, Th- it, that if, because that, if that the negotiation taxes
0: right. and everything else yeah. that would happen and change, and in the configuration of all those things. And I mean, it's it at some level you kind of have a real nobody's going to get what they want. Yeah. But if we want to be responsible to the whole municipality, to the whole yep. overarching northwest side of this uh central ohio we kind of have to think about how to make it happen right so um (coughs) talk about i guess for the last five minutes or so maybe uh how you plan to do that what you hope to do in those in those moments that you have hopefully facing you when There needs to be a decision about infrastructure when there needs to be a decision about who to proceed with. And tell me a little bit about what kind of uh, thoughts go into that coming from your career experience, coming from your personal experience, your common sense for the (laughs) final five.
1: Well, uh, so so thank you. I appreciate that again. Um, You know, I think first of all, I I think at the end of the day, you've got to be open um, and, and listen to to both sides. And in this case, including the residents would be three sides, right? You need to sit down and, and be able to clearly understand what it takes, um, what's necessary for uh, for a conversation to continue to move forward between that. I think you need to develop a plan. Uh, and that plan goes from everything from, you know, looking at, you know, what are our, our current state Today, what are our gaps if we left? What are our gaps if we maintain? What are you know what what are the different aspects of it uh, that could impact us negatively and what could impact us positively? I, it's a it, you know it's a very simple. It's a, I, I do this with my clients all day long. It's you know I I basically draw you know strengths, weaknesses, challenges. And, and overall goals. I'm sorry, and, and I, I put didn't that even together. Ask
0: what, I didn't even ask what you do, but you said you manage $100 million. I figured maybe I should get in on that and ask you what it is that
2: you do.
1: Uh, <laughs> business process automation. It's boring stuff, Jordan. I boring see. stuff. Boring as it might be. Uh, boring stuff. Still, but the, good good the
0: decision tree. I get you. Yeah. And,
1: and so I think if you look at it from that perspective and you really take all of those things into, into you know, a, a methodology... I've been trained in SIG SIGMA, um, you know, and you know people say, "Oh, good God, Six government's Sigma. not business. <laughs> it's not. It's not." But it's also, you know, the it it can be utilized. SIG SIGMA can be utilized in any form of I project or opportunity however you want right i'm
0: passingly familiar i got the yeah. restaurant version which is probably a little <laughs> right. bit more uh truncated and, exactly. and a bit more blunt in some respects. I, but and, I don't and trust
1: know. me i'm not always a fan of it either right because it you know can slow things down too but it, what it does do is is it really gives you true capacity to understand you know everything that goes into an overall solution that's required, you know, whether that be an infrastructure, or whether that be police. or anything, right, yeah. Right, right, right. Whether that be, you know, police, whether that be fire, whether that be roads or whatever type of infrastructure or zoning, right? Mm. Got to look at it all from those types of perspectives and views.
0: Very good. Kevin, I'll I turn it over do to do you for to a say, final question. Not a final question. No oh, final okay. question. But ahead.
2: I do want to say to listeners, especially those in Brown Township, who are going to vote November seventh? Uh, that uh, the fiscal officer for Brown Township, Becky Kent, is unopposed. Yep. Uh, Mike Helderman um, is opposed by Pam Sayer, um, a incumbent trustee, and uh, the other two trustees are midterm: uh, Gary Deaver yep. and Joe Martin. I just wanted to wrap up Brown Township, with. Yeah. with, with yep. uh, I just wanted to wrap up with. I was searching. My summarizing brain. the Brown Township. Yeah. elected people and who'll be on the
1: ballot next week and, and and great people uh at the end of the day they really are really good people you know gary is uh i i love um uh, meeting him on occasion for coffee i see him out he goes to new grounds just about every day and has his coffee he's always he's a staple there um you know they're out and about and, and i really appreciate all the efforts that they do for uh for for Brown Township.
0: Well and in the ever changing nature of these uh cities, townships, and municipalities and how lines move. And Old Hilliard was Brown Township yeah. some number of years ago before things were changed and, and, and assorted. And and that's ultimately what I've come away with from all these conversations is that we're not going away. Nope. The cities are not going away. The people are not going away. Uh, there is only an ongoing process that needs to be engaged with yep. and reckoned with uh, the realities of it. And people uh, will pursue election and, and have cycles of bad feelings. But uh, ultimately, it is about governing and governing it, it doesn't happen on one day out of the year. It happens every day out of the year. Yep. So uh, that is that's what we are here trying to give everybody a window into the the people that hope to be governing and the, the candidates that are seeking office and trying to uh, provide you, the listener and and the residents of this area, uh, access to the things that you want and need to have a fulfilling life here in central Ohio. So, um, we certainly thank Mike for stopping out today and giving us some time, uh, very close to the end of the election cycle. I hope that, uh, you get some time to rest up afterwards. Uh, but I'm sure that you'd be happy to go right into more work, uh, if you are so lucky to be elected. So, uh, for us here at the Hilliard beacon for Kevin and myself and for absent Tim tonight, I was absent at the last one. So uh, we're all just kind of playing our, our best position baseball here towards the end of the election cycle. Real as well.
2: starts from, <laughs> And
0: uh, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you again. I hope everybody uh, has been enjoying these uh, and continues to like and subscribe and support Kevin's mission of providing uh continuing coverage of this community for over 25 years that's great uh and on into the future so for us here thank you and for you out there uh we certainly hope to come back to you next week with more information so we'll see you you next time thank you
1: Mike. hey jordan and and kevin thank you guys i really appreciate it what you do for the community and and bringing this to to the residents is essential um, and by the way, this is another form of, of getting out the message, right? right. So, we've focused
0: very hard um, on being recurring, and we've been yeah. going strong since February, weekly, 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 daily, daily, daily at some points. It seems like doing all these interviews. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, you've got uh, a good
1: time to do it right now, right? Election yeah, season. So. We're, get, uh,
0: we're getting into it. We're getting into it. But thanks
1: thank again. Thank you again. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Yep.